What's up, boys and girls? Seasons, greetings, and thanks for tuning in to the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. This week we got a big one. We got drummer Dean Castanovo and Nashville born and raised comedian Emily Fleming. Got a great show. Can't wait to get it started. So that's what we're going to do. And here we go on the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast, the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast. This week, um, I've got a little bit of the uh, the crud, as I call it, a little sick, um, nasally, throat full of all the good stuff, and I uh, won't go further into details, but uh, not feeling it, under the weather, um, battling through it uh, for Christmas week next week. Uh, Merry Christmas, um, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, whatever you celebrate, enjoy it to the fullest extent uh, with the ones you love or alone. Whatever floats your boat, tickles your pickle. Um, telling you a little bit about my week. Went to Zany's and saw the Dusty Slay Grand Old Comedy Show. Fantastic event. Um, Dusty Slay was on fire. Uh, the rest of his crew were. Renard Hirsch was there. He opened and emceed, uh, which was really awesome to see him because he uh, still doing his thing. Uh, I used to attempt comedy, and he was uh, making the rounds when I was cutting my teeth, as you call it. I didn't cut, but more than a tooth or two. Uh, kind of left it back there, but it's good to see him still going strong. So shout out to Renard. Um, great performance there. Had an awesome time. Uh, Dusty Slay is a brilliant comedian here in Nashville. He represents Middle Tennessee. He's been on Jimmy Kimmel. He's been on Jimmy Fallon. He's been on that new show with David Spade that I can't think of the name right now, but you can see it on Comedy Central. Uh, just making the rounds, touring. Um, just a brilliant, funny comedian. Awesome guy. So if you get a chance uh, when he comes, he uh, does a uh, residency um, on Wednesdays once a month in Nashville. Uh, be sure to go check him out. It's uh, it'll never disappoint. He's amazing. Um, with that being said, <clears throat> saw a couple of movies this week. Uh, you know, I'm a little older, so I'm kind of late to the game. But I I discovered on my laptop that you can um, download and rent or, or you know rent movies via Amazon. So instead of going to the Redbox or to my local video store. I'm uh, getting lazier by the day, and I started renting them and watching them from my uh, computer because technology is making it to where eventually uh, human beings will not even have to leave the confines of their bedroom if they don't desire to do anything. Um, So I watched The Peanut Butter Falcon, which was an awesome movie with Shia LaBeouf and um, Dakota Johnson. I almost said Dakota Fanning, but she was actually in the other movie I watched. And a young young gentleman with, I believe he has Down Syndrome, um, and it's his goal to um, become a professional wrestler. A really, really good movie. Really enjoyed that one. Had a couple of my favorite former pro wrestlers, uh, uh, Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Roberts are in it, without giving any spoilers away, but that's a great little indie film. Um, Shia LaBeouf, even though he gets into a lot of trouble because he's crazy, um, a brilliant actor. Like um, I always thought, even when I saw him in Transformers, that if he just kept it up, he would be the actor of, you know, the next generations, like the next Tom Hanks or something, and, and maybe he can still uh, find his way because I've never seen him do anything uh, where he's just not an absolutely brilliant uh, actor, giving and taking as far as like um, with the characters and the other actors that perform with him. So uh, great movie in that aspect. Um, right now I'm currently in the middle of and have not finished, but I will after um, getting done discussing with you. 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, um, saga about, you know, being an actor in that uh, time frame of the 60s, uh, late 50s, early 60s, I guess, and um, ties in with the Charles Manson murder of Sharon Tate and uh, company um, from that, uh, you know, area, that time period. So, um, with Quentin Tarantino, he always makes movies that uh, I have to usually ponder on after they're over because he kind of <clears throat> goes deep with things and I have to either watch it a time or two again to really get the full effect or just sit and think, you know, what exactly I have saw. So, in the first uh, episode of that and I have to watch that one in sections. Um, so, I'm here gearing towards the end. got about 40 minutes to go uh, of that program. So, so far so good. Uh, Brad Pitt just recently turned uh, 56 and just... A beautiful man, um, just great shape, uh, great actor still. I mean, they, they feed off each other really well. So, enjoying both movies I saw. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, good time there. And um, great interviews this uh, this podcast. I had uh, Dean Castronovo, which is, to me, I'm a drummer uh, or a drummer in remission. I don't play as much as I used to. Still tap the steering wheel and go play various places if uh, Kit's sitting there. But um, he played with Journey for 18-plus years. He's played with Ozzy Osbourne. He's played with Paul Rogers. Um, he's played with everybody. Um, phenomenal drummer. Got to speak with him. Uh, great guy. Just talking about his life and career. And uh, a vocalist. Oh, my gosh, an amazing vocalist. Could have easily sang lead for Journey. Um, that, that incredible of a vocal range. Um, discussed that with him and, and other various things. And uh, Nashville's very own uh, comedian, Emily Fleming, uh, she spoke with us while she's back in Tennessee, Nashville, on her, sp- on her spring break, I almost said, like I said, I'm sick, on her Christmas break, um, visiting with her family, um, her dad, Mike Fleming, of course, in the Bluegrass uh, Phenomenal group, the, uh, the Steel Drivers, um, back home from Los Angeles, where she is currently a writer for a program on YouTube called uh, My Mythical Morning. Um, you can check her out on all her socials, Emily Fleming. Um, also, once again, shout out to uh, her when I was doing stand-up. She was you know, still in Nashville doing her thing. Very brilliant, uh, in my opinion, and a lot of people's. Uh, easily could be on Saturday Night Live. She's one of those quick-witted uh, people. She, uh, she writes for shows, and she's intelligent, and she's really good with her comedy. And um, if anybody I, I've, I know that I think could really pull her own on Saturday Night Live, it would be her... And she was kind enough to speak with us. Uh, she's moved away to pursue her dreams. And, uh, you know, I was writing for various shows and programs and, and YouTube and social media. But, um, you know, always comes back home and was kind enough to talk to me. And uh, it was a really great interview in that aspect. And uh, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, I love it. It's uh, it's a great outlet for me. Uh, it, it's, it's something I love. Um, I've always had the inclination to entertain people and I love talking to people who chase their dreams and uh you know in any outlet and make a go out of it and are just living that because it's beautiful uh in my current position in life I just want to interview and do podcasting um ideally I throw it in the universe daily um whether I'm praying about it or just saying it out loud but my goal would to be bring another talk show to Nashville where I would be the host. Uh, it's a really, really big dream, but hey, if you're going to shoot uh, or dream, dream big. You know, go big or go home. So with that being said, let's get on with the podcast. Uh, Leo says hi. He's got his brand new balls, uh, Nerf balls, that I was going to wait and give to him for Christmas. But I went ahead and opened the bag. There's five in there, and if I don't fall and trip and break my neck over one of them, he seems to be enjoying them. 
So that's what we got going on. Without further ado, let's uh, let's get this podcast going. Thanks, guys. First up on the podcast is drummer and lead vocalist Dean Castronovo, currently with the bands Revolution Saints, Dead Daisies, and Journey Through Time. He's a former drummer and longest tenured drummer of 18 years for the band Journey. He was also in Bad English, played a stint with Ozzy Osbourne, Paul Rogers, Social Distortion, and Fear Factory, to name a few. He's coming up next on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Enjoy. All right, brother Josh, let's do this. Okay. Hey. Anyway, I just wanted you to say them stories again. That that was one of the first things I was going to discuss with you. You're already in like eleven or twelve projects, but can you give me the list of what's happened to you the last week? Well, the, the last week it was um, really uh, busy. Um, first <laughs> yeah. thing was my my son who plays for Wednesday Thirteen, Kyle Castronovo. They've been on the road with um, Static X doing the Wisconsin Death Trip twentieth uh, anniversary um, shows. So right I went up to see him play because I hadn't seen him in months. He's been on the road for well, almost all the year, all this year. So I went and saw him play. And then Saturday night, I had my own show with um, some uh, locals that I play with, uh, Donnie Edwards' band. Uh-huh. And then the third thing is I actually sang backgrounds on my good friend Fritz. He's got a polka band. Fritz's <laughs> polka band. Look it up. So I sang backgrounds on a couple of his songs for his record. So that I was just awesome. like spinning, bro. Spinning. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, and like I said, you know, uh, keeping up with you, you know, uh, on the, the Facebook and the Twitter and everything, you got several projects. You got a brand new album coming out. What is it? The end of next month? Well, yeah, I've got. Well, actually, it'll be out. Yeah, January. I think it's twenty third or twenty second. But the um, the first single video has been released today, and it's Revolution Saints, and the new record is called um, Rise. And uh-huh. the first single is called When the Heartache Is Gone. So check out the video, dude. It's really good. It's actually really I can't good. wait. I'm glad it's out today. Are you are you singing lead on most of the songs? Oh yeah, I'm singing lead on all of them except for uh, one. Actually, Jack's singing a ballad that he wrote with Tommy Shaw. That's so beautiful. It's called um, "In the Eyes of a Child." It's gorgeous. That's... So, but yeah, that's you know we kind of do what Revolution or what uh, Frontiers Records wants us to do, Josh. It's one yeah. of those things like we're hired guns. We don't get to write our own stuff, so we go in and we play the songs that they want us to play and. Honestly, for me, it's really heartbreaking because you got one of the greatest songwriters of my generation, Jack Blades, sitting mm-hmm. there, and Doug Aldridge, who's an amazing songwriter in, in his own right, and yeah. we're not utilizing those two guys. And it's like, man, this is it's frustrating. So sure. we don't know if this is going to be the last record of the Revolution Saints or not. It depends on how good this one sells. I hear you. It's, it's like having a... A well-oiled vehicle and, and no tires sitting on it. <laughs> Dude, exactly. You know, it's yeah. like when you can't utilize those two guys. I mean, Jack, how many major number one songs or huge hits has he written? Oh, man. And they're like, what are you well, yeah, here, here's the songs we want you to play. It's like, man, for Jack, that's got to be frustrating as hell. Absolutely. You know? Doug as well. Yeah. And, the, yeah, I, I was just wondering because, like, you know, being a drummer myself and, and like, of all the drummers that sing and play, you've got to have the best – voice while playing at the same time i mean it's just amazing and mm, and thank um, you. um I, I was looking at uh some guy was discussing i can't remember on youtube or something he was saying that he thinks he's he's like arnell's got to miss dean so bad because oh. you know not only being the timekeeper and providing the backbone but you you were backing him up on a lot of the songs and then allowing him to take breaks singing the songs for him you know yeah that was the whole plan dude i was what they called the secret weapon when when Ar- arnell would have a rough night or if you knew he was like man i'm not feeling up to park 
I would, I was like, dude, what do you want me to do? You know? And I would, I would do the backgrounds for him and, and um, I would, I would do, you know, two or three songs in the set to give him a little bit of a breather because he's got no breather, man. That guy is nonstop. And, and he's such an amazing front man and such an amazing uh, soulful vocalist. You know, it's like sad to, to see him struggling, not struggling, but I mean, it's like, man, like, let me breathe. You know yeah. what I mean? The poor kid's it, got a, he's busting his butt. Exactly, because, like, when you're in a band, like, journey, I mean, all the musicianship, and they put their singers through the ringer. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's quite a, yeah. And and I, then, I don't think, I would say, I don't know if I could do what Arnell does. I, I It's never been tested. I did two shows uh, with uh, Journey Through Time, uh, two in a row, and did, I think I sang, like, 20 songs. And, and I was able to pull that off. But I don't know if I could do that like Arnell does, which is, like, two or three shows a week and then a day yeah. off and two shows a week. Man, what he does is unreal. And I give total props to Arnell. He's an amazing he's he's a strong, amazing man. That guy can sing his he can sing the phone book. He's just a bad boy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you just answered that for me. That's what I was gonna ask you, like, with your singing capability in between Steve Aguilari and him, did they not approach you just to sing all the songs? Because like you, you hit every note they need. Well, you know, it was funny. They, at, at one point when, when Jeff Scott Soto had been let go, they were talking about, well, Dean, why, you want to try this? And I was like, dude, no. I mean, and it's not because I couldn't sing it. That, I don't know if I could. We've never done it. But it's uh, also because I don't want to be on the front, dude. That's scary as hell. Yeah. I mean, you're laid bare. I mean, through the drum set, I've got like this <laughs> fortress but, you know, yeah. in front of me that I can hide behind if somebody throws a bottle or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a lot easier behind the kit, let me tell you. Absolutely. I, I agree 100% because, like you say, at least you've got your stuff sitting in your way and a couple of symbols you can, like, hide behind if need be. Those symbols are like, you know, Captain America's shield. You, you yeah, exactly. So yeah, you, yeah, you get the right ones. There's certain rides that are just as heavy, I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I got a 24-inch ping. It's, are you kidding? It's, it's yeah. deadly. <laughs> Almost needs a couple of guys to carry it and put it on the uh, stand that, there for That's you. right. That's uh-huh. right. No, and I've got to say, with Arnell, man, I mean, he's got everything as as a front man that you need. I mean, he's an amazing showman. He sings his stuff effortlessly, and, and, and it's so heartfelt. I mean, he's got such such passion when he sings. And, you know, you know I, he, yeah, I wouldn't want that job for anything. I would never <laughs> want that job. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I just, I'm trying to I'm a drummer, dude. I can sing it if my voice goes out. I was like, well, at least I'm a drummer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, just take yeah. a break from the vocals. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> what, uh, um, let's let's hop around here. Of all the people you perform with, who's your favorite vocalist you've ever worked with? Paul Rogers. Yes. John what a guy. Yeah, Paul, John Waite, and RL, uh, Johnny Gioelli. Yeah. Uh, those are the guys that, you know, I've been very fortunate. Sammy Hagar. Dude, yeah. I've, I've worked with some some great great vocalists. I mean, iconic vocalists. So yeah. you know, those, those are my favorites, and pretty much that's all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, of course, I know I know you did the the little the, the stint with Ozzy. How how is it that he like for somebody that knows him? It seems like when he talks, you can't understand what he's saying, but yet when he sings, it's like it's it's note for note. How, how does something like that happen? Dude, you know, good question. Ozzy's an anomaly. I you know. I, uh, when I was with him, he wasn't screwed up. He wasn't, you know, using and stuff like that. So, I mean, he was smoking a little weed, but that was it. Nothing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, off stage, yeah, I'd be like, what did he say? I'd ask his assistant. I'm not sure what he said there, bro. You know, but then he'd get <laughs> on stage and then, dude, I'm serious. It was like the switch went on and boom, he was like, he was stellar. 
it was like, how do you do that, bro? And yeah. he's like, I don't understand what his answer was there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> had, a, had an interpreter, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, he well, was great. Yeah, I think he came to Nashville uh, a few, I guess, a few years back. What's your touring schedule like now? Oh boy! Well, right now, um, I, we, I just finished the Revolution, or not Revolution, uh, the Dead Daisies record. I was in um, in Paris, or Paris? How do I say? It? In Marseille, France. I was in France for right on. close to three weeks. Did my drum track, and then came home. And then had to shoot that video for Revolution Saints like two days later. So wow. yeah, people are making comments. I've been looking at the comments for the new video, and they're like, "Man, he looks like he's all strung out. He looks, you know, thrashed." It's like, um, I had jet lag, and yeah. I've been trying to grow my hair out, dude. Me and my wife yeah. Deidre, who's an amazing hairstylist, uh, she, we were trying to grow it out. It's like it's not working. I think <laughs> I need to cut it off. It's just not working. <laughs> It's been in its awkward stage for the past six months. I'm like, yeah, this is not – it's not going the way I want it. Looks like – somebody said I look like a mad scientist. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and like I said, jet lag, man. I've been jet lagged bad. Sure. I, mean, I was going yeah. to bed at 1 in the afternoon waking up at 2 in the morning going, okay, oh now gosh. what? So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've been busy with that. I mean, I know the Dead Daisies are going to start up in uh, March or April, start rehearsals, and we're going out on the road with Glenn Hughes and, and Doug and myself and David Lowy. So that's, that's going to take up – year of me so that's awesome yeah well yeah. i certainly hope you hand, hand, uh, land back here in nashville i know you, you've probably spent some time here but we always like it like when you come back so oh yeah dude actually i i can't say what the project i'm working on but i'm coming down on january 5th through the 13th to uh write with some uh major guys you know that just, just yeah. sit down and write and see what comes up and I, you know, we're hoping that we'll, we'll put a record out and do something in, in 2021. But of course, Dead Daisies is my priority. That's yep. my number one. I'm loyal to them. So when they say jump, I jump and say, and they tell me how high, and I jump that high. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good people, man. They they gave me a shot when nobody else would. So you yeah. know, I I, uh, I owe them a lot. Well, you know, from from a, from a drummer standpoint, you uh, you make it entertaining and you make it fun, and and you're an incredible talent and. Uh, you know, you're an authentic guy, and, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time with me and, uh, and uh, you know, look forward to seeing you when you come back to Nashville. Uh, you know, oh. it's always a good time. I, I've seen you in the big uh, venue with with the Journey Boys. I haven't seen the Dead Daisies, but surely we'd love to. Oh, dude, you know what? We get into town. I'm sure we're going to tour with uh, with this lineup with Glenn in the States uh, next year for sure. So please hit me up. you got my number now. Hit me up. And I'll, I'll get you and, and your significant other you know, tickets and passes oh. and whatever you need, man. <laughs> You're the man. Well, hey, God bless you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, safe yes. travels. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. You got it, Joshua. God bless you, too. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and all that beautiful things. Man, I hope uh, 2020 is a great year for you. Thank you. Same to you. And we'll catch you down the line. All right, brother. God bless. Take care. Next up on the podcast is the very hilarious and quick-witted Emily Fleming. Emily is a Nashville native who currently resides in Los Angeles, California. She is an actress, comedian. She was a season four staff writer on Comedy Central's At Midnight. She's currently involved on the YouTube channel Good Mythical Morning. Uh, She was in town for the holidays and was kind enough to talk with us about what's going on in her career. That's coming up next. Enjoy. You know, Nashville native, uh, hilarious. Finally glad to uh, have you on the podcast for the first time. Welcome, and thanks for taking the time, and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays, Josh. <laughs> Boy, that was a mouthful. Um, anyway, let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and explain the, the whole scenario. I, I attempted stand-up, you know, 100 years ago, and got to do a couple open mics and watch you perform, 
And even at that time, um, I was like, man, this this young lady here is brilliant because your delivery oh, was on time. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, your delivery, the, the way you performed, I was like, you know, she is going to do something with this. <laughs> and then lo and behold, you know, I catch up with your dad and I put two and two together. I was like, ah, she mentioned him doing stand-up and here we are. And like, uh, and now you're, you're everywhere. What's going on with you? What, what do you got going? I mean, you're you're everywhere doing everything. That's so awesome. I don't know if I'm everywhere doing everything, <laughs> um, but I, I left Nashville and went to New York for five years and wow. did stand-up and a few other things and then uh, moved to Los Angeles and started writing and I uh, became a staff writer for At Midnight on Comedy Central and then um, yeah. I got lucky Pretty. and got another job with Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link writing. And I still do some writing for them, and now I'm, I'm kind of on the show a little more often, which is really fun, and yeah. that's probably what I'm most proud of in my experience in Los Angeles thus far is getting to be on the show, and they're very nice guys. Everybody at that show is just wonderful to work with, and I'm having a really good time. <laughs> that is too great. We said, you've been on both ends of the spectrum as far as comedy goes. You've done the New York scene. Now you're in L.A. Which one do you like better? What What are some of the differences? Uh, let's see. Um, I really love doing stand-up in New York. It was just really fun, a really great sense of community. And you could, uh, like, bounce around from show to show because of the wonderful subway system of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. people might disagree with me. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of like you, you could see your, your friends that you were going to go to an open mic or go to a show with and just see people on the subway and go, hey, where are you going? And then you just change your plans and follow them to a different show or a different mic. It was just kind of a very rich environment to do comedy. Yeah. And in L.A., it's a little more spread out and not as easy to do multiple shows. So I've kind of been slacking a little on the stand-up front, but... I plan in 2020 to really commit again to it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's like it's like the Nashville gig. You're either at Zany's at an open mic or something like that, or you're playing like a taco stand or like yeah, you're <laughs> like Which, that. Honestly, so. I'll take a taco stand any day. I, I like doing I like doing kind of unconventional venues and more intimate spaces. It's kind of what I like to do. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little more we can get in with people who are actually there to pay attention to comedy versus just, like, talking amongst themselves or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to get back to your writing because, obviously, you got to be quick-witted and have a lot of brains to do writing from the people I've talked to. Is that like uh, – and I was just curious because I've never done it or attempted it, but is that like a quick turnaround? Like, um, in order to write for a show, do you have to constantly be, like, looking at pop culture and, like, the news and everything? Or I mean, I mean yeah. how long – yes, okay. <laughs> I was just kind of curious how that process Well, goes. I mean, it depends on the kind of things you're writing for. Like, I guess the stuff I've written for is a little bit like daily shows that are have mm-hmm. to be kind of up on that. And yeah. I also ghost write for a few Twitter accounts and, like, I freelance for – comedians and things like that so yeah yeah right on. you kind of have to be up on what's going on right now it's just baby yoda everyone's just got to write about baby yoda and that's it <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah that little that little creature is everywhere i wonder if he's in that new movie that just came out um, i'm sorry i said that little baby yoda is everywhere i wonder if he's in the new movie like got released yesterday 
Oh, no, yeah. he won't be in the movie because Yoda's dead in the new movie. I'm gonna yeah, um, it's just, yeah. I haven't seen. I've seen one episode of Star Wars. I know that's oh, fucking no. I just admitted that out loud. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, I love Star Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yoda was old when we met him in the first movie already. Yeah, right on. I think yeah, he's in the first movie. Oh God, now I'm gonna get the Star Wars people at my ass. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I saw the one but where Mandalorian, which is yeah. a TV series on <laughs> Disney Plus, not a sponsor. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> But it takes um, place in the past, so it's uh, yeah, he's a baby. In the, okay, right on. Now I'm caught up. I just, I the, the only episode I've seen, and I have friends that are fans. My daughter's a fan. The one I saw was when he actually turned into Darth Vader. So I'm lost after that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was episode one or the first episode for the. I mean, I know it's no, all no, like. No, that's the third episode. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm just technically like. The ones that came out in the seventies are in the middle of the franchise of okay. the movies, kind of. So, so it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let me let me get to this. You're, you know, like I said, I was going to cross over about your dad, Mike Fleming, who is the brilliant man in his own right. Um, I I asked him during the podcast where you got your humor. He's a funny guy, but and he said it was through your mom, possibly your grandmother, and I wanted to ask you. Um, where, where did this all come about for you? Where did you think, hey, I'm 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 a funny person. Let me share this with everybody. What, what's the origin story there? Well, I don't know. I think everyone in my family is very funny, my dad mm-hmm. included. Yeah. But I think it's kind of my sense of humor comes from everybody in my family for sure. Okay. But my grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, Mary Hall was her name. She I lived with her a little bit after college. And that was kind of when I started doing stand-up singing. She's very funny. She was a very funny lady. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think my my mom and my grandmother just they have a certain type of sense of humor where I think the things we like to laugh at are um, <laughs> when you try something, like you're trying to do something really hard and it just doesn't pan out. Yeah. Like, how do I explain this? Like, you know, when someone falls down and, and they just refuse to fall down? So it's like the longest falling down you've ever seen. Yeah, they're grabbing on the stuff, really attempting to stay on top of things, I guess. Yeah, it's hilarious stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, you know, when somebody's trying their best and it's just not going to happen. Um, kind of videos and moments and stuff, I guess. I don't know if that's a great explanation of where it comes from, but I think that's, to me, kind of the definition of self-deprecation, where it's like, you know... I did my yeah. best. It didn't work out, and now I'm going to make fun of myself for it. There you go. Kind hey, of thing. Right on. Which is really the best kind of humor. It's more authentic, you know, if you're, if you're discussing your <clears throat> experiences versus, you know, just stuff out of the blue. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's jump into this. Do you play any musical instruments? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no. I don't. They try. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Um. Okay, I was just curious because, like I said, we were talking about your dad with bluegrass. They, they and all put that me stuff. in a lot of classes, and <laughs> yeah, it you... just didn't take. I was never very much into it. Sorry, I'm so out of breath. I'm just walking, which should not like <laughs> cause this much exertion. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. I, I had a snare drum in band class in elementary school. They tried to get me into violin. They tried to get me into guitar, piano. Nope. <laughs> it didn't happen. Well, 
It just, I wasn't, I didn't, I think that there's, I do sing and they got me into singing through like church choir and then I did musical theater and my mom got me a vocal teacher in high school and so I do love doing that, but I do feel kind of like I missed out on something. I do want to learn an instrument eventually, but that'll be when I'm probably retired from comedy. <laughs> yeah, right on. I mean, you know, it's it's all it's all fun outlets. I mean, you got to focus on uh, what works for you at the time. <clears throat> I wanted to, you know, go back uh, with comedy. Do you like better? Like, are you more wanting to be like out front, like doing your own? Network, you know, comedy specials and everything, and like doing movies and TV and stuff. Is that the is that the end game focus for you? You you enjoy that part more because you do a lot of on camera stuff as well. Yeah, well, I think yeah, of course that's what I'd rather be doing. But uh-huh. you know, as time moves along and and you get opportunities for different things, like I never thought I'd get to be a writer. That was kind of something that was never um, considered in my mind, and mm-hmm. then you get that opportunity and then you kind of just you're what you want out of things kind of moves and shifts and yeah molds into something else so at this point it's kind of like yeah i'd love to be doing on camera stuff and and be doing more stand-up but you kind of if you get to do something else creatively that makes you happy then you just kind of move in that direction um and that's kind of what i'm doing at the moment yeah i got you but yeah. um and I'm very I'm happy with it. It's very fun. But yeah, that that was always kind of the end game, but end games can change. So I'm kind yeah. of just riding it out and seeing where everything takes me. <laughs> I I hear you, you know, you know I started out, you know, wanting to be in comedy and stuff and here I am podcasting, but you know, I enjoy it. It's it's a great outlet and I love learning and talking to people and uh um let's see. I had another question for you that was very uh Oh yeah, Saturday Night Live. I think you'd be perfect for it. Have you ever tried out uh, Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I have sent in um, audition tapes and done all that stuff, but I haven't been called in to do a live audition. It's it's the most competitive thing you could do. Oh uh, yeah, sure. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and I'm I've I'll still probably send in a few tapes, but you know it's. It seems like a really stressful job. <laughs> yeah, it does from what you say on you know like the documentaries and everything. It surely does. Yeah, and it's yeah, so it's I mean that would be a great that would be a dream, but I'm really like I, I never thought I'd end up kinda on more internet y kind of content before and I really like it. I really enjoy working at Good Mythical Morning. I get to do characters and mm. and do things that I've always wanted to do in a place where people want me to do it and so i like to be places where people want me there <laughs> that's it you want to be where you're wanted i understand yeah um, <laughs> uh, uh, while you're home for your holiday breaks are you doing any anything locally any stand-up or anything um i don't think i am unless somebody asks me to last sure. minute i didn't really plan for me gotcha. but i am going to check out um a new york friend of mine travis irvine has a movie out and wow, right it's. Um, I'll give you after we get off this call. I'll forward you all the info if you want to plug it. But I'm gonna go see that. It's on the 22nd. Will do. Yeah. And it's. Uh, I don't know if this will come out by then. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll probably go see that. And I have like some friends who are probably doing shows, and maybe I'll hit them up. So. That's awesome. not. A, that's a really long winded answer of. No, sure. hey, it's all I'm good. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong way on a podcast to answer a question. 
Oh, oh, I don't okay. know. I think there's definitely wrong ways that can yeah, get you in right. trouble. <laughs> Luckily for me, I have tackled. I haven't had any had any hiccups yet with anybody. So, but oh, I cross that bridge when I get there. Um, um. So, if people want to check you out. Uh, what product? Uh, where your socials and everything? Where where can people learn more about you? Sure. On uh, Twitter, yeah. I'm Flemily Emming. <laughs> awesome. Um. So F L E M I L Y E M I N G. It's the at symbol in front. Nice. And then on Instagram, I'm M Flemily. That's a good one. And um I'm planning I'm working on a website, so that'll come out soon. So just probably keep tabs on that and then uh just look up Good Mythical Morning on YouTube and sometimes I pop up. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. Many apologies on my man, on my end. Excuse me, it's because I'm under the weather. I uh, got a little bit of stuffiness going to me. That's why my voice sounds so congested. I'd like to give a special thanks to my guests, Dean Castronovo and Emily Fleming. Really appreciate you being on the podcast. I'd like to thank you, the listeners. You keep listening to them, and I'll keep making them. Thank you so much for that. If you know anyone that you think would be a great guest on the show, have them hit me up at Josh Belcher at Hotmail. Dot com. And you remember, I love you for you and where you're at in life. Have a safe week. Enjoy Christmas, and we'll catch you down the line. All right, happy holidays. Thanks. <laughs>